Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. footy a wild weekend of FA Cup action here's a look at the results Bournemouth with a huge 5-0 win over Swansea City Manchester United get the 4-2 win over Newport County that City Tottenham match ended with City getting the 1-0 win they broke the curse finally scored at Tottenham's stadium Uh, this was the big result though Maidstone United 2-1 over Ipswich Town this was the biggest cup set that we saw a six-tier semi-professional side getting the victory over a team that's sitting second in the championship right now. And uh, for more on that result and some of these others, we are very excited to welcome in our good friend, Jeff Shreves. Hello, Jeff. How are you today? I'm good, Susanna. Just a little surprised. I mean, you look glamorous as always, but the others, I mean, I'm only (laughs) used to footy shirts and bright clothing. (laughs) I thought there were three contestants who won a gardening competition or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's definitely, I do feel like we're a little low-key today. I think Nico looks like he works in Manhattan, like he should be, like, trading. Yeah, I think they train in. (laughs) Very finance, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a very, well, to be honest with you, after the weekend we had in the FA Cup, it was, you know, I, I can understand why your minds were elsewhere, folks, because let's be honest, that Maidstone victory. Oh. It was one that really lifted the heart. Just absolutely fantastic. As you said, I mean, 98 places apart in the league. Just wonderful. They took 4,500 fans and their ground, the Gallagher Stadium, that only holds 4,200 fans. So that tells you just how much it meant to them. I, ju- I just loved everything about it. George Elakobi, the manager, the ex-Wolves player, did amazingly. He, he prepared so professionally. And also, look at, you know, if you really want to know the essence of the FA Cup, Lamar Reynolds, who scored the first goal, Okay, It's the first goal he has ever scored for the club. And the next day, he was back doing his daytime job 
which is chaperoning and driving youngsters with autism. Just an, <laughs> abs so cool. an absolutely beautiful story. I, th I thought it was, everything about it was fantastic. I loved it. Well, here's a look at the club profile for Maidstone United. As I mentioned, this is a six-tier semi-professional club. Jeff, when you when you think about this result for them and kind of and what it means, um, have you is this one of the bigger upsets that you've seen in the FA Cup in in recent times? What other ones can you recall? Well, it, I mean, in recent times, it's certainly up there with the biggest. To be honest with you, Susanna, when we when we talked FA Cup on Friday. Um, I was slightly, if you like, put off talking about this particular game because it was away at Ipswich. I just thought the home advantage with Ipswich, the fact that they're doing so well, that would really give them a big edge over Maidstone. But it didn't. The way that Maidstone played the game, they looked at the high line that they played and they just, you know, they, they kept the call, they kept the patience. And I think they only had two efforts on target and boy did they take them <laughs> absolutely fantastic Maybe, look at I mean, this is I... nuts this shot chart <laughs> it's, it's, wow. it's really is it but it's it's not how many i think it was two shots to, was it two shots to 38 yeah <laughs> it was bonkers. look at the xg of ipswich <laughs> yeah but that's fantastic isn't it i mean they hit the post twice early on and i thought this is going to be a route when i was watching the game but it was just, it was, it was unbelievable. And that is what the FA Cup is all about. And I have seen countless, countless wins like this over the years. Um, maybe teams higher placed than Ipswich. When it's a Premier League team that goes tumbling out, of course, we like it even more. But make no mistake, this was a, a fantastic victory. Not just for Maidstone. I felt this was really a victory for football, if you like. It's, you know, it's the, all the old cliches come out. It's a level playing field. But let's be serious here. This is a team of part-time players against a team who very likely, well, there's a strong possibility that they will be playing Premier League football next season. Mm. So they have overcome a huge gulf in perceived class, if you like, took their chances and did a wonderful job. It was, it was fantastic. That, that epitomised everything that's good about the FA Cup. Magic of the Cup. And one club that nearly did the impossible is Newport County when they took on Manchester United and to see them get back in the game oh. to level it up. I, I was, I was pumped. And I was also shocked that United are, are still at this level of so much inconsistency. What, what do you make yeah. of Manchester United at this moment? Because it seems like they've gotten, they've gotten players back healthy. You would think that they're moving in the right direction. But again, this type of performance only adds more questions and more fuel to the fire for the anti-Ten Hag project. I agree with you, Charlie. It, it was laboured, wasn't it? You know, they got past them, but just about. They needed a prod of uh, a couple of goals, Newport getting themselves back into the game to wake them up once again. They've got returning players as well. You would have thought that would give them a bit of impetus. OK, maybe it's being a little bit unfair on Newport County. We've got to give them credit for the, for the way they played and the way they made it difficult for Manchester United. But yet again, it was just an uninspiring performance from Manchester United, wasn't it? There was no... A real fluency about the game. OK, they score four goals. So you've got to think, OK, they've done well. But given the gulf between the two sides, I know I'm arguing against myself, I just said this about Maidstone, they're just not remotely convincing right now. And to your point about Eric Ten Hag, you know, he's already been labelled by some as dead man walking because of 
Sir Jim Ratcliffe's income, and then we know the major moves will happen in the summer once they've done all their work and decided where they need to spend money and what they need to do. But right now, you know, you've, you've got the situation, the latest situation, the Marcus Rashford situation, which doesn't help either. So you have to wonder how much Eric Ten Hag has the, the respect of his team, how much he's leading that team, and how much the players, never mind the supporters or indeed the owners, how much they believe in him being the right man to continue with the project. Jeff, uh, a 5-2 win over Norwich is not the, the talking point for the Liverpool match. Obviously, it's the reaction, the outpouring from the fans and from the players to uh, the announcement that uh, Jurgen Klopp made last week that he's leaving. Uh, what do you make of the scenes, and do you think this is something that's going to be played out through the rest of the season? I, I thought it was funny, when Alexis, when I watched his press conference, and he said, look, this is not about me. Please do not sing that song about me. I've, you know, I've told you before, it's not about me. It's about the team. It's about how we do this together. Please respect that. You know, it's business as usual. One minute. Into the game, they start <laughs> yeah. singing the song. <laughs> I think, look at his face. There's a kind of resignation there, as if to say, oh, yeah. But you can't complain about it, can you? Because they are serenading him because he means so much to them as well. I think there's a part of them as well accepted that this is the first game since I made the announcement. So it was always going to be an emotional day for the supporters. But I liked what he said in his press conference afterwards. He said, look, you know, I'm not made of wood. Of course I'm aware. I know what happened. But it would be really, really nice when we play Chelsea on Wednesday, if for 90 or 95 minutes, you can completely forget that I am the manager and that I am leaving at the end of the season. I think it's a big ask, what you know, what, he, what he's asked for, because things are going to come up during the remainder of the season. He will go to grounds where... He, will, he won't be going there again. The opposition manager mm. might present him with a bottle of wine or uh, there'll be a former player there. There'll be a whole other thing. I think it's been really difficult for him to for this not to be continually brought up. So far, and we're only one game, he's managed it with good humour, but he will be desperately hoping this calms down from now, you know, because he's got the quadruple to go for. There's an awful lot to play for for Liverpool. I mean, we've seen today. Virgil van Dijk, when asked about his contract situation, he alluded to the fact that, well, when you don't know who the manager's going to be, what the setup is going to be, you're not particularly in a rush to sign a new deal. Because So already we've seen it creates uncertainty. Saudi Arabia, here My I come. My heart can't <laughs> take it. It's, it's incredible, though, how respected across the board Jurgen Klopp is. Because there's a lot of managers that you manage a club and people don't like you. They don't like your antics. For the majority, for the most part, it just feels like he's such a respected manager abroad within England. Um, and he has a shot at the title here and in a bunch of other competitions. But let's look at the draw, Jeff. And I want you to tell me if you think uh, it's them that are favorites, Liverpool, maybe a Manchester City in the mix. Who do you realistically see winning this tournament? Well, you've got to say Liverpool and Manchester City are the clear favourites, aren't they? Um, I actually, if you say to me, what's the tie of the round, Nico, in the next round? It's difficult when there are certain matches which aren't fixed, but whoever it is, whether it's Blackburn or Wrexham hosting Newcastle United, that's, that is a decent tie. I always like the smaller club to be at home, hmm. if you like the lower league club to be at home. Bristol City against Manchester United could work. Well, if it's Nottingham Forest, that would be a terrific atmosphere as well. But Luton against Manchester City, you know, we saw them give them a real tough ride 
in the Premier League. I think Kenilworth Road, the Kenny, will be absolutely rocking that night. That's going to be a really good fixture. So, but you also, again, you've got to look at where they are in the Premier League and if they've got Champions League fixtures as well. But, Nico, I don't know if you noticed, did you see Manchester City's bench on Friday night against Tottenham? This is the bench. Uh, I've got a note here. Stones, Grealish, De Bruyne, Nunes, Edison. (laughs) We're talking about 250 million quid's worth here. It's Jeez. unbelievable. So whatever the competitions are, however the matches are coming up, I just think that they they can cope with anything. I know Liverpool right now, and they're really showcasing their youngsters, which is fantastic to see. But I just think Manchester City have got so much, so much quality in depth, and that's without Haaland featuring at the moment. Jeez. So, on that basis, I'm making City favourites. Who made these odds with Manchester United? <laughs> Come on now. Nobody that saw them at Newport on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Jeff, you're the best. We, uh, we always love catching up with you. Thanks so much for your time and your insight. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.